It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Paul Dottino with you. The phone number is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants chat on Twitter. Uh, Dottino's monitoring that during the course of the show. If mm-hmm. we get some questions, ready had one come in. We'll certainly get to that okay. right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. All right, so we'll do a little bit to just review the week and you know put a couple... Dots over the eyes and cross a couple of T's here on some contract details that have come out. <laughs> then we're going to look ahead to next week and what free agency might have in store for the New York Giants. And maybe I'll throw some scenarios at Paul, put him through the ringer a little bit, and see if we can get some ideas. Him and you love to cause you know, agita, don't you? It's not agita. I just want to see what you're interested in. Okay, that's, that's fine. And we have some you know, news coming out today from a lot of guys that are either being let go, reworked. Not going to be a free agent, going to be a free agent. So a lot of stuff hitting the newswires today, like and to we'll keep track of that. How you offices keeping track of all these emails and stuff that's coming in? What's all my, these reworks and stuff? What's my salary? Yeah, right? Because, you know... If it's enough, sure. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they have, they have, they have a, a cap room sp- a specialist over there, and every time somebody comes in with a redo on the contracts... The guys in the NFL offices yeah. who specialize in this now have to go through it with a fine-tooth comb and make sure that it actually does work. And teams are cap compliant, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a major headache yes. job. And we'll major. Make, and we'll make sure we get a lot of calls in today, too, because next week, for agency starts on Monday, there's going to be a lot of news. Mm. And we'll probably try to do Monday show. I actually got to talk to people upstairs about this. We'll probably start Monday show at 12, because that's when the legal oh, negotiation okay, period starts. I think it makes sense. Why not just start with it? We hadn't talked about that, but I like it. I think that makes sense. I like we'll, it. So we'll probably go 12 to 130 next week on Monday and then we'll have our regular shows the rest of the week. A uh, couple things, Paul. Um, I want to dot a couple eyes on the Daniel Jones contract because more details have come out sure. since last we spoke. Um, and I'm not going to give out again. This is just based on reports. The Giants don't reveal details and numbers on contracts. I just want to throw out some basic, basic, basic things so fans understand it. Um, the first year cap it, according to the reports, is around $19 million, but it's probably going to go a little bit higher because of possible incentives that he could reach, so that could go maybe to 20 or 21, whatever. And again, we'll Don't see. Don't know. Right. And a lot of people look at the base number as a four-year, $160 million contract. Well, okay, but if you look at some of the details, and again, the Giants, we're not confirming these numbers. The Giants aren't confirming these. It's just simply what's in reports. The last year, the contract has an over $50 million cap hit, and none of the money's guaranteed. So... Odds are, even if he gets that far and he's playing well, he's not going to play under that contract anyway. He should almost take that year, crumple it up, and throw it away. Okay, That year is strictly there to make numbers work so that when they talk about them out in the open market, they can say, this is the average Correct. and this is the total number of Bingo. the deal. And by the way, it's no different than the Geno Smith contract and the Derek Carr contract. It's known as a phantom yes. year is what it's known as. Right. And again... It's a, it's it's valuable to the player because you know the Giants would still have to eat nine million dollar bonus money they get out of that last mm-hmm. year and stuff like that. And again, it makes the bigger numbers look better and it gives them some renegotiation leverage when you get to that last year too, where yep. you know he has some leverage then. So that's why it's there. But if you really want to break down this contract past that, it's basically either a two year, eighty one eighty two million dollar deal. Because there is a trigger by where the Giants with the dead money and the savings right. could get out. 
if they after want to. After two years, it's if they want to. After two years, it's eighteen million dollars. Again, according to reports, it's eighteen million dollars of dead money, over twenty million of cap savings. That's doable. Yes, so it do is. you do you want to have eighteen million dollars of dead money? No. But if things go south, fine. Now there's Or if a, it gets hurt. Well, here's the problem. There's an injury guarantee in year three. I didn't see that. There's a twenty million dollar injury guarantee in okay. year three. So if he gets hurt, can't get out. Okay, I did not see that. Again, this is according to reports. Some of the year three money gets guaranteed if there's an injury. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's something to keep in mind. And then the easier out is after the third year, it basically turns into a three-year, $113 million contract. This is me patting ourselves on the back, which is basically the exact number that Mike Tannenbaum and Joel Corey gave us last week at the Combine. You folks should have watched those shows. Literally. We, we gave you a lot of information. Basically, it was the exact numbers that both of them gave in terms of what a three-year deal would look like you know what's interesting maybe the guarantees were a little bit more than what joel said and that and again i think we're seeing the give and take here right where daniel won some things more guaranteed money early in the contract the Mm -hmm. giants won some things maybe on the length and when he can get out of the contract and that's how they eventually came to an agreement i you know we talked about finding an uh an area and amount where it works for both sides i really do think they found that zone with how this thing looks i totally concur with you in that regard and i think that uh joe shane even admitted that there were some lesser things that both teams got the major stuff that they wanted but there were some lesser things that everybody had to give in on it wouldn't surprise me if that injury protection clause that you just mentioned was one of the things that the giants maybe had to get a little wiggly with yeah right and look the Daniel got more money than Carr and Smith, right? More money up front. The Giants now have a way out early if things go bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have more flat salary flexibility early in the contract to add people to the team. So that, I'm sure, and- were the two ropes that were pulling on either end. And I think it's not perfect for either side. But I think, again, based on the reported details, we don't know if it's true. I'm not confirming it. But assuming what's out there is, is accurate, uh, I think it's something that, where both both sides got some of the things that they wanted, but they didn't get all the things that they wanted. And the other part to the phantom year, it actually helps everybody because not only does it allow the Giants to lower the numbers, they spread it out over the deal, but in addition to that, when you get to that third year, if Daniel's doing really well and the team's doing really well, well, Daniel's going to know, just like everybody else does, that that number is not reasonable in the fourth year of the deal. He'll really do that part of the deal to get an extension. But that gives him leverage when he tries to negotiate that It will extension. give him leverage. Absolutely. It will give him leverage, mm-hmm. but but that cap number that he's got right now in year four is going to wind up coming way down because when he signs his next extension, if everything goes right, is going to allow that to happen number to come down. Correct. So it does also benefit the team and Daniel, but there is some leverage there, I agree. It's still a win-win, though. Yeah, absolutely. It works for everybody, and I think that's important. Uh, Saquon Barkley, obviously the Giants can make a deal with him whenever they want. He's on that $10.1 million franchise tag. And I, you know, based on the Saquon and, and the reports of what was being offered and things like that, I, I still see a, a vision where there's a deal to be made here, at least in my opinion. You know, sometimes with these tags, you're like, I just don't see it happening. I could see this happening. I, you know, you never know yeah. how negotiations go, and I don't want to predict anything, and I, this is no inside information at all. Just looking at the logic of the running back market, mm-hmm. what the reports of the offer is, what the tag is, I think it would make sense for both sides to come to an agreement here. That's just I, I have felt that way all along, John. I continue to feel that way. I would be shocked... I would be shocked. It would be awfully one-sided of Barkley and his management to play on the $10.1 million 
tag. That's very risky. It would be very short-sighted. Very risky. And for a guy who's already gone through two and a half years of various injuries, I don't, well, like I said, two and a half, kind of. I don't see him doing that. I don't I don't think he's that foolish enough. And I don't really want to use that word in a derogatory sense, but I don't think he's naive enough to believe after having gone through what he's gone through and then come back right. to play at the level that he has to risk his football career on a one-year guarantee. Yeah, I just don't see it. It's just a matter of how Rick risk-acceptant he wants to be. You yeah, know? The, the Giants have, have, have all the leverage in this particular well, yeah, situation. The, the, because it has on them. And absolutely. that's why the first domino had to be Jones signing the deal. Yeah, we right. all told you that mm-hmm. for months. And again, by the way, it's based on, again, the reports were out there that it was like, you know, the $12 million area where the offer was. On the open market, maybe he's getting a couple million more than that. Is that additional money worth not getting that bigger guarantee up front on a longer-term deal? I don't know. And again, I don't know what the guarantee would be on that type of offer or whatever, but I'm sure it would be more than just whatever the guarantee is on the franchise tag. So, yeah, that's something that he's going to have to count. Yeah, I, I could see something very similar where structure-wise, and of course, folks, we're not talking about numbers. I could see something very similar to what Daniel has where – you're going to see a deal that finally comes out of this thing where there's going to be a a dummy year in effect, you know, right. on the back end of the deal that's going to help the number come down. But he'll probably get a three-year deal with a fourth-year dummy kind of year on the back of it right. that's going to allow the numbers to kind of fluctuate and move down and be squashed. And, and it's going to work out. It's going to work out because, as I also said many times before, John, he's also, worst comes to worst, He'll sign that tag at the end of training camp, even if he decides yeah, not correct. to be around. Mm-hmm. He's not sitting out the season. It's right. not going to happen. 100%. All right. So just to give an idea now for next week, once the Kenny Galladay thing happens, again, we don't know if it's going to be a June 1st cut or not. Joe Shane wasn't committal. He seems to be leaning towards taking the pain now. And I think mm-hmm. since the Daniel deal got done, that's probably what he's going to do. It would be easier to do. So you're going to have around $20 million of cap space, give or take. Once that Kenny Galladay thing gets done, assuming it's not a June 1st cut, right? You could get more if you get the long-term deal with Barkley. You bring that first-year number down. It mm-hmm. could be more if you get uh, extension rework done with Leonard Williams, who mm-hmm. has a very high cap number this year. Even if you do an extension with Dexter Lawrence, which, again, based on what Joel told us at the Combine, my guess is that his agency is probably not going to be knocking down the door to do an <laughs> extension. But we'll see. That could bring them down, give you more money still. So... Remember, you also want to take around $10 million for the draft class and then work you have to do next year, right? Maybe even a little bit more than that, given all the movement there is now with practice squads and cuts and just look at what the team did this year with adding people all over the place. So you're probably looking before work is done, probably around $10 million or so for them to play with. And again, the way you work with signing bonuses and stuff, you can get those first-year cap numbers pretty low on these guys. So you could probably sign either two lower mid-level guys, one higher mid or one higher mid-level guy. You're probably not going to get to a top of the market like 18, 20 million a year type player. I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think that's what this frankly, I don't think that's the strategy for the front office I either, concur. for that matter. I concur. So I think you're looking at kind of like average per year, the most expensive guy 10 to 12 and that's probably at the high end in my opinion. Yeah, I Just think guess. That, that's that's probably in the ballpark. I, I think if you're the Giants and you're going to get a premium player, it's going to wind up being through a trade whereby when you get that player's contract in here, you're not getting hit for all that bonus money. 
Okay, it's that's the same those, way when the Browns got Beckham, right? The Giants were responsible for right. the bonus money. Correct. Yeah. So, so for example, player X has a salary, a base salary for 2023, and his cap number includes a huge chunk of the bonus money that was prorated into this year. Well, I have a particular guy in mind, and what do you know? John just called him up. I have a particular guy in mind. It's time to talk about scenarios, ladies and gentlemen. This is me. (laughs) This is me. And you guys know many times over the last month or so on BBKL, I have alluded to a guy who I have wanted to acquire in a trade for the Giants, but I don't have the power to do so. DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that I have had at the top of my radar for months, actually since the end of the season. And it was always my preference if he could be pried loose for a three and a five, a third rounder and a fifth round they're draft saying they're looking for a two. Well, you know, I might be willing to negotiate it just a little bit. Maybe I give up a conditional, you know, if, if the Giants make the playoffs this year. It could be year, a three that could become a two based on the more games he plays or something I, like that. I'd be willing to okay. negotiate it. All right. Okay. All right. Now, by doing that, okay, you've only taken on his base, John. Which, which is $19 million next year. Okay. That's as high as I think the Giants can go. And Hopkins has said he's willing to rework his deal. Correct. Now, that doesn't mean take a pay cut. That means convert some of that base right. salary into signing books. Right, right. But the, po- the point is, if I'm going to make a big splash, that's my big splash. If I were to, to have this uh, fantasy football type of scenario when I had the Giants roster, I would trade a 3 and a 5 for DeAndre Hopkins, bring in the alpha wide receiver, and... You know, wow, this is very undetino-ish, but I like it. Well, that's I've been I've been holding that under my breath now for three months, right, and, can I, and and I have I have resisted talking about it. But now it's time to talk about it. Can I play devil's advocate for you? Sure, you because can. Because I'm in I'm intrigued by it as well. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate. He's 31. Mm-hmm. Receivers tend to drop off fairly sharply around this age. They do. I know. He's also the king of questionable with a hamstring. He's been questionable with a hamstring, it feels like, every game for the past two years. He's had some injury issues. He's also been known never to practice. Ever. (laughs) Like, he just never practices. He's also been known to dominate the league. He's also extremely (laughs) talented. And he is that three-level outside receiver. Alpha. He's a number one. He's an alpha. I mean, last year, because he had the suspension, which I'll have to double-check, I believe it was. Was it for performance enhancing? It it was a chemical that, uh, once again, as usually these players are known to say, they don't know how it got in. They weren't aware. It was under the performance enhancing Yes, it was one of those. And apparently it it was a very minuscule level over, but it it did click. But in only nine games last year, he caught 64 passes for 717 yards. Would you have a problem with that production? That's pretty good. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Just making sure again, we're on the same page. Again, I was playing devil's advocate. Okay. He's a very good player. Yeah. And yeah. he's probably, of all the receivers that are out there that are known to be gettable, he's probably the, he's the best player on the list if he maintains his level of play. I don't think and in he fact, is... he, you, you, you might be bidding against the Dallas Cowboys for that. Well, that's the rumor right now is that Dallas is a team that's hot and heavy to go for him. So uh, it remains to be seen what the price will be. I will offer you this, John. I think the Giants are at a point in their development that the 11 draft picks will not make this team. They're, they're, they're too good now to have 11 draft picks make this team. Well, yeah, I think that's probably okay. true. Okay. 
So, but you're looking at three sevens there. I mean, I I get that, but my point is, I think it behooves the Giants, based on where they are, to use their draft capital more in trade this year than actually making all of those picks. The problem, though, is that you have to, now that you're paying your quarterback and you have all these guys coming up, you do have to have a lot of guys on your team that help you on rookie contracts. Well, yes, you do. So I would say either try to use some of those picks to move up in a couple of different rounds if you so desire. Even the second round, remember, they're 57. In round two, they're number 57 overall. Maybe you want to move up in the second round. Honestly, I would almost feel better about moving back in the first round, but okay. Um, So what I'm suggesting is not use all 11 picks, but use some conglomeration of those to either trade for a star player or trade up somewhere in the first or second round if you really see somebody you want to go get. Let's say they want Addison, right? who's not going to get the 25. Or maybe one of the corners. Let's right? say they want one of the corners. Right. They're not getting the 25. Right. Maybe you use some conglomeration of those picks to move up in the first round or maybe in the second round. Or maybe, like you just said, the Giants are going to need a lot of cheap young talent. Maybe you trade some of those picks and get picks next year. I would be okay with any of that. I just think you're not making all 11 picks this year. I truly believe the best thing they could do is to start packaging some of those picks and make deals in one shape, way, shape, or form. It's funny. I, I had scenarios in mind here, and the first one was the hot Andre Hopkins one. We hadn't even talked about it before the show. So well, it's because really I've been keeping that, that a secret from everybody well, for was, months. I was shocked. I, I was surprised when you said it. You haven't said that to me before. Of course, because I've been keeping it a secret. So now that you've said it, you realize that the Cowboys are going to trade for him, right? I know. <laughs> because He's that's gone. what you do. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Oh, I am the jinx. I am the jinx. Okay, I know. I'm, okay, let's say the Hopkins thing doesn't work out. I'm going to throw out to be. I think, look, I think we both agree weapons on offense is still the prime need for this team. There are other ones, yeah. but I think it's a very important one, okay? Odell Beckham Jr. is having a workout today on the West Coast. He is. Any interest if it, he looks good? The Giants have already said the door is open mm-hmm. after he visited them at the end of last season. They've said the door is open. Is the door open for Paul Dettino, though? That's what I want to know. Is your door open? A lot will depend on the number. Okay. Besides the medicals, a lot will depend on the number. Are you willing to go into double digits? The rumor, again, folks. We're oh, talk- I, I, oh, I've not heard what he's looking for. Um, the rumor, and I have no way to confirm this, so please do not... Put it on Twitter that I've said this is what he wants. Uh, that he wants something that's going to get him not only in double digits, but something in the area of $13 million a year. It's a little steep. I don't see that particular number working for the Giants. I don't know if that's going to work for many teams, to be quite honest with you. Coming off an ACL? Yeah, it may It may be the kind of thing where he gets incentives, right? a ton of yeah, incentives that float the number that high, but I don't see that number being a very tasteful number for many organizations this morning it came out paul Dettino that the vikings are releasing veteran wide receiver adam thielen who's a very good wide receiver he's outstanding ha- hands john very very good route runner and very good hands outstanding in now, both categories he's had some hamstring issues the last couple years too mm-hmm. and he's 32 years old if i'm not mistaken i think he's gonna be 33 by opening day okay that could mistaken. be true i'm yeah. pretty sure he's 32 now mm-hmm. any interest there if you can get him in, let's say, half of what you just talked about for the Beckham team. Well, for me, for me, I'm not so sure he's a 1,000-yard receiver anymore. In fact, I think he's more of a possession guy I now. think he, I think he's a complementary piece. He's right. not a one. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you a question before we go any further. Yes. 
how many receivers in the top four on your depth chart are you looking to acquire? Two. I agree. I agree. So now, now, if Thielen is one of those two spots, he's not the alpha. No, then you're still gonna have to draft one. You still gotta go get one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, you know that you know that I like Tillman, and he probably won't be there at fifty seven. But if I were to sign a Thielen, I'd need to get him at a very cap-friendly deal, and I would still need to draft one probably in round two. Okay, so you, now, it, had, it would have to be a cheap deal for you to be on board for that then? It would have to be, and I would put Robert Woods in the same boat. He would be a complimentary guy for me. He would not be my primary get. He would be my secondary wide receiver get. Yeah, I think, the, I think they're pretty close. I think that's fair. I don't disagree with that. And they know him from Buffalo. Now, a guy that's probably going to be more expensive because he's younger, but he certainly has a lot of speed. DJ Chark. I've already talked about him on the show. Well, not with me. Not with you. I th- I think that he is worth a flyer. Got one year for $10 million from the Lions last last year. I think he's going to be looking for a little more than that this um, year. Uh, did not have a great year with them. That's well, he, why they're letting him walk. He was hurt. Yes. So if I could get Chark as a lower price level, uh, it's got to be a little bit lower than 10. He's going to have to come down a little bit, and incentives could take him over 10. I think with this wide receiver market and how shallow it is, I think he's getting 10. Well. uh, Cap went up a little bit. You know, he had the 1,000 yards a few years ago with Jacksonville. He's big, 6'3". He's got speed. I think he runs in the 4'4s. He ran a 4'3 something at the combine. Okay. Well, that's some years ago now. He's Uh, only 26. I know. I know. And so, Chark, if anyone's listened to me on, on my, my Odyssey uh, pod that I do, I've mentioned him several times. He's a guy who I think if I could get him at the right number, he might be worth a shot. So, yes, okay. he is on my radar. He's on my radar. All right. Is there anyone else on your radar wide receiver that did not You really want to know? I got, yeah. I got more. I got more Just receivers. Give me a couple names, and then I want to get to the call. All right. I, I have other positions, but we have three people on hold. I want to make All sure right. All right. Oh, what happened here? Oh, battery is running low. That's, That's not a good. Shame. I got to plug in. Hold on a second. Okay, so here. how about while well, you try to figure out a way to yes. plug in your computer? Yes. Good luck with that. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go to our first caller, okay? Okay. That works? Okay. 201 939. I believe Adam Lazard was one of the four, guys five. that I had on my radar. Yeah, of course. He's 6'4. Anyway, that's 6'4 tall. You know? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the John Settle podcast. It features a lot of great interviews with national writers and reporters and former players, former GMs, a lot of great stuff. This week we had Phil Sims on the John Settle podcast. It was a great conversation, great chat. Uh, talked about Daniel Jones' new contract in the Giants offseason. Uh, Joe Marino is going up later today. We do a big combine review. A lot of good stuff coming your way in the John Settle podcast as we lead up to the NFL draft. All right, Dom's at the controls. Let's get to it at 201-939-4513. Let's go to Cliff in New York on line two. He's going to lead us off. Cliff, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for the content today. It was great. Um, I got a couple of questions about the arithmetic uh, with, with Daniel. And uh, before I get to that, I, it, I'm sorry to say that it, when you talked about the downside with DeAndre Hopkins, he unfortunately really sounds like a perfect fit with the Cowboys, you know, on the downside. So <laughs> anyway. You're funny, Cliff. Well, you know. So, so um, um, the, um, the thing I was most concerned about with, with, with Daniel's contract was that I was so impressed with what Joe Shane did last year before the season started with having no money to spend, which meant that when he hired people, it was at the lowest end that that players get in the NFL, and he made it work. And the best example of that turned out to be during the season with Isaiah. 
uh, Hodgins. And uh, but even before that, um, <clears throat> when he made us competitive, there was mid-level signing that he had enough for, and that was Glowinski. And it might have been one or two others, but every he brought in so many guys with little money um, um, in, in the in the NFL spectrum that um, I was really concerned about you know Daniel getting as high as forty uh, would would really make a difference because it would it would it would inhibit Joe Shane from getting more players in the one or two million dollar range. By the way, his really cap did. his cap number this year is only about eight percent of the Giants' cap. Which is a really nice, attractive number. Just so you know, ne- next year it gets you really mean, high, but this this, this year it's up. very low. Yeah, it next year I think up. it's like forty-five. Next year, yeah. Oh, the percentage you of mean, the cap? No, it's not no, that high. No total. It's about forty-five million. Oh yeah, yeah. Cap I think number. it goes up to like seventeen percent, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it depends what the cap. I don't know what the cap's going to be next year. So based on right. the approximate guess that people have, yeah. Go ahead. So that's even better than I thought. So eight percent of, of uh, Daniel represents eight percent of the cap this, this year. year this year, yes, which is very yeah, good. great. Well, that's even better than I thought. The number that jumped out at me at some point during this week was, um, it seemed like he actually landed on the 38 number somehow. There, there was, uh, the first three years were for 114 million, and that turns out to be 38, which, which was what I, which was what I was hoping would be the most we would get. I don't know if that arithmetic, uh, was, was accurate. It's about right. From what's, yeah. from what's reported, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a beautiful thing. It, it puts him right above, I think it puts him a ninth uh, amongst the highest paid quarterbacks based on average annual salary. Puts him in ninth place right ahead of Kirk Cousins. Or right, yeah, ahead of, right, really... ahead of, right ahead of David Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah that, that was really terrific. That, that number was terrific because when we were talking about how he ranked in the league, you know that that was the best that we would give him. He was like somewhere around tenth, maybe a little less than tenth, a little more than tenth, and in the league as a QB in general. So that that was very interesting. So I'm um, so I'm thinking that the fact that that 38 didn't get up to 40 or 41 um, means that there's one or two players that Joe Shane can sign uh, uh, each year. Well, and, well, and well, maybe well Cliff, even... Cliff, we we just went through all the numbers with you. What the cap space was and all that stuff. So what's your overall point? My overall point is I'm delighted that Joe Shane has room for the lower-level guys, yeah. uh, not, not, not necessarily the mid-level guys, because I think special teams is a big emphasis this year, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stopping the run might be number one, but uh, special teams, it turns out we didn't have the talent levels for some reason that we even had the year before. Uh, losing Dion Crossan was uh, you know, something Paul was worried about, and there was turned out to be more than that. But um, the other thing I, I wanted to mention was um, we, we were talking about agents a little bit, and I wasn't trying to badmouth agents when I was calling in. But it seemed to me uh, that, you know, I, I was just concerned if Daniel was one of those players that wasn't as involved as other players would be. And it, my impression was is that he was more involved in negotiations than a lot of players would have been. And I was concerned about leaving too much to the agents because – if they're working on a two and a half percent or a three percent, whatever it is, and there's a hundred million dollar contract, and whether or not the contract goes from a hundred million to a hundred and twenty million, seems like it means more to the agent than the player. No, nah, that's not uh, necessarily it, true. No, it just seemed like it to me that a, that a player Ego, would egos thinking, get involved, and believe me, agents have egos too. Let's everyone, just say everyone that. does. Look, P- P- Cliff, players want to get paid, man. They like to look at the list and see where they're ranked in their position group and all that stuff. It's just the way it is. Look, I think I'm the delighted t- he's getting paid. 
I'm delighted he's getting paid. Thanks, Everybody Clay. thinks he's getting paid. He thinks he's getting paid. I think the two important Thank things that, that, that he said, and I was very happy to hear it because it had been something that I really thought I read in Daniel all along. Bottom line was he wanted to be here. And he wanted this deal to get done and was willing to make it happen, however it had to happen. And the other thing was, he definitely has a brotherhood with Saquon Barkley. Sure. And wants both of them to be here. Now, look, I do think it was important for the Giants to meet certain thresholds, too. I don't disagree with that. that. That's why it got done at 354. (laughs) Oh, I think that was more of a timing issue by by the agency than it was anything else. You don't think the Giants made any movement at the end to make it happen? I think they did. No, no. No, I think I think they they had done what they had to do and they were waiting for the call and then they got the call when they got the call. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, I'll give you some other names I had. Okay. Robbie Anderson is on my radar. Pass. He's a bit of a flaky dude. I'd rather just have Slayton back at that I point. got Mac Collins on my radar. I got Noah Brown on my radar. And I got Nick Westbrook, Ikine on my radar. Those okay. are all, all guys on my radar. Brown is a little too slow for me. He doesn't separate enough for me. Um... Yeah, what, what Westbrook's okay. Those guys don't get me that excited. I didn't you know, say they had to. Remember, I didn't say they got to be alphas. Right, no, I know. You got to get two. Yeah, but I, want guys, I, I don't think those are upgrades over Slayton and Richie James, though. I don't know if Richie James is coming back. No, neither do I, but I'm and, just saying, I want guys better than the guys that were here last year. Well, I think that Slayton's inconsistencies with his drops probably turned some people off. Now, I happen to like Darius Slayton, but I have to admit... His dropsy issues are are a bit yeah. of a problem. I get it. And I think, you know, the guys I just talked about probably have better hands. And I'm going to disagree with Cliff, too. Like, get all these lower-level guys to play special. No, no, you need better starters. Like, I, you need better starters. You're not going to get better starters for, like, $1.5 million. Right? No, I, I— You need to go out there and get some good players. I will give him credit for saying, yes, the Giants don't have a real ace of a gunner on specials right now. They do need to get one of those guys. Now, I disagree with his impression that you've got to get a slew of minimum guys. I agree with you there. But he is right. They need a really good gunner on this team who's going to get down there and make plays that's fine. in the kicking game. That, 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 that's pretty low on my pro. It is low, but it's something they got to get because it sure, makes I a difference. But, yeah, but, that, but, that, but when you're talking about getting Daniel Jones' cap number down, oh, oh, I got his cap number down. <laughs> Let's go get a gunner. No, no, no. no. I mean, come on. I'm with you. Give me I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. It would be it would be nice though to have someone who can pin the other guys back, and it would be really cool if we had a a really good kick returner again, wouldn't it? Let's go to well, they might not that teams ever let you return kicks anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Maine. He's up next. Hey, Jeff. Oh, hey, afternoon, gentlemen. What's Hello. Uh, Join the show. Uh, I'd like to uh, uh, talk about uh, how we can improve on stopping the run. I have a quick question. Get better players um, in linebacker and defensive line. Right. Well, right. It's mostly defensive line. Like to me, no, 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 no. Did you watch the inside linebackers last year, Jeff? Well, yeah, true. But I, I just, my, I'm of the camp that the game is won or lost in the trenches. Inside linebackers play in the trenches, Jeff. They they okay. plug gaps. They plug gaps, and it's important to have a downhill inside linebacker who can do that. Now, I'm banking a lot on Beavers, but he is hurt. And you don't know right. what he's going to give you coming back. But he's got to be part of the equation. And look, you also need to add another defensive lineman to, to give yep. Dexter and Leonard some help. But 
don't just say, don't ignore inside linebacker here. That's we should yeah. throw out the Jared Davis <laughs> resigned, but he's yes. nothing more than a veteran insurance right. policy. Yeah, I would think. it was it was a based on reports. So it was a veteran minimum right. contract. So, well, yeah, to- we totally need a, a better inside linebacker. But my actual question about the defensive line is, um, okay, so here's the thing: you got five offensive linemen, you know, 300 pound offensive linemen uh, blocking for say the running back. And to stop them with just two 300-pound defensive linemen and then maybe two or three uh, 250-pounders, you know, the math just doesn't quite add up. And uh, so and I don't mean this as criticism of Blink in any way, but my uh, question is if they were able to get an additional 300-pound uh, inside uh, defensive lineman, like, say, Dalvin Thomason or maybe draft someone, um, do you think that Wink might be uh, inclined to use them not just to fill in for Dexter and Leonard, but also maybe occasionally in addition to them with all three of them playing at the same time? And could that be more effective at stopping the run? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think yes. When he's in his base defense, you wouldn't have three three hundred pounders in there when they're in their sub package, which is you know sixty seventy percent of the plays. Okay, I'm just so someone as creative as as Wink. I, I was just wondering if you could. Utilize three at the same time, uh, just to. Oh yeah, you would on on, on on first downs when teams are in like twelve personnel right. or something like that. Then yeah, sure. Sure, sure, okay. And I'm, I just I would just love to get Dalvin Thomason back. I don't think we've ever gotten over uh, losing him, but or at least try to draft someone. But anyway, that's the only point I wanted to make. Oh, that's that's great. I enjoy your show. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call as always, my okay. man. Um, yeah, look, Dalvin Thomason would be a great addition, but he's not going to come cheap either. We just talked about him, the two of us, one of the few names we did talk about earlier this morning before the show started. And I said, I think he'd be a great fit for that defensive line rotation. I think you want to get Williams and Lawrence to reduce some of their snap level. And I think Tomlinson would be a terrific fit in there. The problem is, you're right, John. I just don't know that you're going to be able to get him at a, at a good rate. I, he's going to cost too much. Again, and, it's and not a bad. very good free agency I would love to have ball. him. So all these players that we think, oh, yeah, he's a good player, he's not great, they're like the top of the free agent ranking. So they're probably going to get a lot more money, a lot more money than I think people probably think. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the case. Um, you know, here's the problem. If you're Joe Shane and you've already indicated that inside linebacker and defensive tackle are thin in the draft you now understand the market level is going to be really rough on the few guys who can play in free agency. So I would, you're going to yeah. have to squeeze a little. You're going to have to. I would be more apt to pick the defensive tackle in the draft, I think, and go for linebacker and free agency. I just don't see many inside linebackers in this draft that you can no. be confident to put in. Like, I, Jack Campbell from Iowa is one guy that I would be feel good about, but he, he ain't getting to 57. No. And I don't think he's the guy that you're going to pick at 25. So unless you're trading back, I don't know if that's something that works. So I think inside linebacker, to me, a veteran is probably something very important that you're going to have to look at him for agency. And, you know, we can, we can go through some of the names here. This, you know, this is one of the, um, it's one of the scenarios I'd up for you, Paul. First of all, do you agree that inside linebacker is probably more of a free agency ad than it is a yes. draft ad? Yes. Okay. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be too expensive. Correct. Levante David's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. David Long's a pretty good player. He also weighs like 228 pounds. And is 5'10". Mm-hmm. I want to ask you about that other guy on the screen. Bobby Wagner? Intrigues me. 33. Intrigues me. He's a good player, obviously. Intrigues me. 
He's made a lot of money in his career. Now stop trying to get everyone on the cheap, Paul. Pay for the man if you want to get him. No, but what I'm saying is, at 33 years old, with a lot of snaps on his belt, uh, there is a diminishing return there with him. Well, he just signed a pretty big contract last year with the Rams. And what happened? They got him. Well, yeah, I think it, was, it seemed like a mutual thing. But yes. All right, so, so... He also represents himself, by the way, just FYI. Yeah, so he would intrigue me provided that he's going to uh, demand numbers that are commensurate with a 33-year-old player that's played a lot of football. Is he fast enough for Wink? I think Wink is willing to play a lot of the sub-package stuff. Uh, we saw that he was willing to do it this year, maybe more out of necessity would, than desire. Would Wagner be a three-down player? Probably not at this point. Yeah, then I'm not sure you're going to get but, your bang for your buck then. Well, that's why I got to know what his number is. Right. Would I make a phone call? Sure, oh, I'd make yeah, a phone I'd call. yeah, I'd make a phone call. Why, why wouldn't I call him? How do you feel about stealing TJ Edwards from the Eagles? Don't think I would. Okay. Leighton Vanderesh? Mm, probably not. Drew Tranquil. Interesting. Is intriguing to me. Interesting. Because I think he's a lower cost guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a pretty good player. Yep. Again, Wink wants really fast middle linebackers. I'm not sure he meets that threshold. But I think he's a pretty good player. I, I would I would like to know what his numbers are. That's a guy I would at least have some interest in. Yeah. You know? They might have to get creative. Maybe this could be a trade situation too. I, I'll, I'll give you a, a defensive tackle sure. who I think is absolutely within that financial bounds. David Onyemata from the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think he would definitely be in the financial range of the Giants. And PFF has him for two for 7.5 per year. That's what they have him down for. You know, as a projected contract. He's going to cost you less than Tomlinson. Yeah. Now, he's sure. a little bit older mm-hmm. and he's coming off somewhat of a down year with yep. the Saints. Agreed. Also played reduced snaps. But see, that's part of the the beauty in going after a guy like him because you want him to be the third DT. So he's going to be the guy with the fewest snaps. You know, if you're going to break up the snaps, right, 150 total snaps between the two spots at defensive tackle, and you're going to want to give Lawrence and Williams maybe 60 apiece or 55 apiece, he's going to be that third guy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you don't want to pay a premium for that spot. And only Amada at, oh, what, he's 31? Uh, he's 30 years old. Okay. He'll be I, 31 later in the year. I think Onyemata would be a really good fit for them. I think that's, I think that's a decent At a fair price. All right, let's go to uh, Rich in Tampa. He's up next. Hey, Rich. Oh, it's Rick. It's Rick. Rick, what's, what's up, up buddy? Hi. How are you? How you doing? I, I haven't talked to you in a while. Ready to go for the new, uh, you know, now we got Daniel Jones. We got Sparkly behind us on the team, ready for the draft. I think it's time to throwing my two cents and you guys have been uh, throwing out a couple things that I wanted to talk about because uh, we have four picks in the first hundred yes uh, so for Hopkins a three and a five is not a bad idea because we it's like in essence we have four picks in the three Rick so I, I don't want to make this easy on everybody because I think anyone would mm-hmm. trade a three and a five for him I'm going to make this difficult you got to trade your two Okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm going to try to get a conditional on that well, instead. I'm the Cardinals. I'm telling you, no, I need a two. What well, do you say? Well, then may, may, maybe, <laughs> no. maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. oh, maybe. oh, maybe I sweeten it. 
and I'll throw in a four in 2024. No, I'm saying I want your two. Oh, it's got to okay. be a two. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna balk at that. Well, okay. So, so you're, so you're walking. I'm not you're, walking so you're away, but I'm gonna balk at it. And I'm gonna. Well, see you can balk it up. Well, that's fine. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna see say, what the market I'm, says. Would you push come to shove? Trade your two. A two and a five? No, just you a want two. Both? Just oh, a two. just a straight just two. Just a two. Just a two. I would do just, just so a yes, straight two. Yes, yes. I'd want to talk to Hopkins first and see what what his uh, mentality is in terms of a renegotiation of his deal, and I'd like to check him out medically. If everything passes, I might do it. Okay. Okay. But I need, I need to, I need to permission to, to get with him first. I don't like that word "might" in there. You're hedging a little bit. No, no. I need if everything checks out. You're in. If everything checks yeah, out, you're yes, in. yes, in. but it's got you're to all in. check out. Okay, so Paul's willing to trade right. two for Hopkins. I, I got it. Everything's got to check out, though. It took me a while okay. to nail you down. I did. It's okay. Well, but I need it all to check out. I understand. You just have to play the video from the game two years ago against the Bills. I know all about it. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's terrific. Well, he's a great player. I'd, I'd rather do the three and the five. In fact, I'd even rather do some kind of swapping. Where yes, I would I would flop and swap, yeah, you know. I mean, but duh. if you're going to force it to be a two, I would I would do it. But then I'll tell you what yeah. I am going to do. I'm going to try to package my threes and or my something in my three and my four and try to move up to get back into the second round. Well, you got to send both your threes if you want to do that. I, I may do that. Okay. Because I don't okay. want to have not have a second rounder. I still want one. So if I do the the Hopkins deal, I'm trading up to get back into the second round. So you're so would you say now? My original part, conversation was that you guys were talking all about it was with our four picks. If we had a, a linebacker, cornerback, and a wide receiver with three of them, what would be that fourth pick? You think in those four rounds of uh, besides those three? That was my original question. Besides now, linebacker, cornerback, and wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Besides that, what would be that fourth pick, or would it be uh, a double of? of two of those positions. I mean, of first of, of all, I hate picking positions. Uh, this exercise infuriates me to no end because you don't pick positions, you pick players. Mm-hmm. You can't just say I'm picking these positions because if a player doesn't meet the value of that position, you should not select that Correct. player. But just, right. just, just in your hypothetical world, I'll play along despite my objections. Yeah. I would say probably a defensive tackle. All right, defensive tackle. Or, or, right. or a guard center. Okay. I, yeah, I, I would like to think that there'll be value at those two spots when the Giants make those picks. I don't think there will be. Guard center, maybe. Right. Possibly, but... Center's a little bit ah. thin. But I uh-huh. see, here, here's what I will say. Based on what John and I found out, that you know there's going to be three rounds of playable corners in this draft... I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to say they're going to take a corner in one of the first three rounds. Yeah, I still don't know what they're doing with that first-round pick. Yeah, value I, I and need Jack, is not great in that. Story. I, love I, I th- yeah, I think I think if I had to make a decision right now as to what position that's going to be, I think it will be a corner at twenty-five. Corner, if I had corner, to make that yeah. th- that call today, I may not right. agree with that in a month, but right now, well, I think we have to see what they do in free agency. Obviously. No question. That's why I don't like clarity. doing these. Yeah, that's why stupid. mock drafts are a true mock. They're a joke. Yeah, right now they are. Hundred yeah, percent. But if you pin me down, I'd say today. I'd go corner. I'd say I'd say offensive weapon if I had to guess. Oh, now twenty. I don't know about that one, but you know what? Real quick, and 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 I love Jack Campbell, and I like Beaver. So um, I know Paul, you're high in him as well, Beavers. Uh, we both you know, are. We both love Beavers. Oh, good. I am too, and I like Jack Campbell. Huge. So I was hoping that we could somehow get him. And uh, so that I want to throw that out to you. But my last thing is, if we open up the season with with Hopkins, Thielen, I like. 
I like that idea. I don't think you're doing Hopkins and Thielen. No. No, you're not doing both. You don't have the money for both. Nope. All right, then say Hopkins. Uh, I love Colin and uh, Colin Robinson or uh, Johnson. Yeah, Colin. Colin Johnson and Wanda Robinson. Have you morphed yeah, them into yeah, one Wanda. super player? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you know, look, you better you better hope if if you get Hopkins as the alpha, you better hope that that other receiver either you bring somebody back who you had last year, who you're hoping to give you something. I mean, if your top three wide okay. receivers to start the year next year, Hopkins, Hodgins, and Wandell. That's I good. Live, I could live with that. Yeah, that's good. But your fourth guy, you're either going to bring in a low-cost veteran. I think you're looking at a third-round pick. Okay. A, a potential third-round draft Marvin choice. Mims, if you Charlie still have Jones, a third-round pick to, yeah, to use. Right. Right. Or well, you, you have two of them. I think you'd solve one. Or potentially you're bringing back somebody from last year, hoping hoping that, for instance, somebody like a Richie James Slayton, Richie or James, Slayton or like that, Colin right? Johnson mm-hmm. winds up coming back and being that fourth well, guy. Well, Colin Johnson's back. He's going to be back. So hopefully he's well, healthy enough to play. That's what I mean. Right, correct. That he, he's good enough to make the 53. Right. Yeah, right. Because I like it. And then I was going to say you have uh, you have Hopkins, you have Colin, you have Wandell, you have uh, uh, Hodgkins. And you have our defensive, uh, our uh, tight end. Is that enough for Daniel Jones? That's the most. And I don't want Slayton, by the way. I, I mean, if, if, if you add, and, and Rick, thanks for the call. If, if you add the Andre Hopkins, honestly, no matter what else you do, that's, that's got to be enough. You're adding a one. A real one. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're giving Daniel Jones a true weapon. When DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, he's a top 10 wide receiver. Oh, uh, yeah. Easy. Easy. I mean, you know, you hear me talk about headache players all the time. Oh, he's a headache. Okay. Hopkins and Barkley on the same offense, two headache players. Now, that's I, a big deal. Again, the only thing that would make me hesitate, and you talked about getting the health checked out, he is a hamstring injury all day long. I need, I need my medical to clear. Yeah, but it's hard. I, I, hamstring. Like, like, I know. I, I know. There's nothing structural with a hamstring. Comes and it goes. But I, I need I need my medical clearance, and then I need to sit down with him and understand where is he with his contract, okay? Mm-hmm. And what 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 does he want to do? What does he look for in himself? What what does he think his role is for the next two to three years? Because I don't want him as a one year rental, John. Let me make that clear. If I if I make well, a deal, if I'm trading a two for DeAndre Hopkins, he has two years left on his deal, so it wouldn't be a I got I, right. Well, what I'm saying is I need him to redo his deal. And redo it in such a way that I know I have him, a good chance I have him for three seasons. I need him for at least two if I'm trading a second round pick. I probably want him for three seasons with the redone deal, knowing that that's when I'd be able to get out of it. And again, we should be clear too, because he is the property of another team. We're only referencing this because of the reports that are out there that they are looking to move Correct. him. In fact, Hopkins did an interview the other day about possibly getting traded. So I know. That's no. the only reason we're talking about it. It's another team's property. We're not tampering. We're just Not talking in the about least. hypotheticals. That's all we're this doing. This is my my paperwork team yes. that we're talking about yes. on my radar for my paperwork team. Let's go to uh, Joe in Pennsylvania. He's up next. Hey, Joe. Hi, hi guys. Man, this, this is exciting times, and the meter is just pointing up for the Giants. Uh, really and truly, everywhere I look there, like you can look at last year's draft choices we had and they didn't even play that much, and the meter looks up for them. Now, you're talking about Hopkins, injury-prone. Is Beckham much different, do you think? 
No, no, both of them have injury concerns. And, Absolutely. And Beckham's got more injury concerns, more and, and, major significant injury concerns. Well, yeah, Hopkins more has the nagging stuff. Yes. And Beckham has like the, oh, two ACL surgeries. Woohoo. Well, well I, I'm just saying if they're both playing there, if you have your choice, you start taking Hopkins over Beckham. He's going to cost you more, too. Well, that's the thing, right? That's your compromise, Joe. Would you rather pay more for Hopkins or pay less for Beckham, but Hopkins. Frankly, he's the better player at this point in their career, and he has fewer yeah. serious injuries. Uh, well, I'm just saying, there's so many options in the drafting uh, places. Even, uh, like they said, the 49ers can't keep all their players there. They have a real good receiver there. That If you call and offer them a one for him, I forget. You want Ayuk? I wouldn't do yeah, that one for Ayuk. I, I wouldn't either. good enough. I would not either. He's not a he, no, no. What, I'm not giving about, you a number about, one for him. He's a two to me. In fact, I'm not even uh, giving you a second round pick for him. Uh, okay, what about the guy not, from the the receiver from the yeah, Bengals? Kinky, or, Higgins. Higgins is the, not going the Bengals anywhere. Bengals have said they're not trading him. They already said it. Okay, okay, but I'm just saying. Uh, would you trade a one for him, Paul? He's a skyscraper. You love skyscrapers. Well, yeah, big. I probably would. I know you would. <laughs> I probably I'm just, would. I, I'm just saying, well, he's also he, younger too. I'm going to have him for a lot he's of like years. Twenty-five years old. Yeah. yeah, Higgins. Higgins, I would do it. Oh, for. And he's a good player. I, I, I would probably, I could probably offer a third. Well, they would never trade. But they're not going to do no. it. Then they, they won't take a third. But I'm not going higher than that for him. Well, you just never know when you're on on the clock and you you, you call him like uh, and see if there's somebody they like. You never know, but. But somebody's going to fall to the Giants. I'm, I'm just happy because I said last year's draft choices, we have this year's draft picks. Now we have two number threes, correct? Yes. And what? And and we have the. Uh, they didn't announce the players that you lost that you get compensation for. Crossan, they got a seventh four, and Ingram, they got a fifth four. What about uh, uh That's it. There's no more. They got they got two comp picks for those two uh, players. Oh, uh, okay. We didn't get nobody for Bradbury then or Well Bradbury was cut. You don't he, get cut players count. that are cut. Uh, Does not okay. count. Okay. Oh, oh, we should have brought okay. that up at the top of the show, by the way. That was our fault. The Giants did were awarded a five and seven in comp picks this mm-hmm. year, which yeah. which gives them the eleven yeah. picks Correct. to point. Well, well I'm That's just my saying favorite. I'm I'm just so happy because I says I think everywhere we're going to be able to improve the roster at every position. We might not get everybody or top number ones or so, but we're definitely should be able to prove that receiver, linebacker, um, defensive line to get some help and cornerback getting another one one in there. And the, to me, a big thing is to we're narrowing the ground between us and the Eagles. The Eagles made a big jump last year again. And uh, like I said, this year they're going to have to be paying their quarterback. You look at on the NFL thing there, they have top free agents. It's Hargrave. It's their linebacker. Yeah, Hargrave's uh, a really good player. No, the Eagles, I loved right. him when he came out of well, the Steelers. He's a really good player. The Eagles are going to lose a lot of good players. And they Darius are. Slay has requested a trade now. So there's a lot going on in Philadelphia. Right. They're, go- they're and they're going to have $54 million pay, over the cap. They're going well, to have to pay their quarterback. no. $54 million in dead money they already have. Already, well, in addition to being over That's why when people talk about, like, oh, you know, just push the money back and do whatever right. you do. That's what it looks they like. They were all in for this year's Super Bowl, well, yeah. and they didn't get it. 
And they that. and they lost a couple coordinators. They're starting there, you know. That that makes a difference there too. So we're narrowing the the gap. So it does, be- but but I'm going to list some guys for you here. Jalen Hurts, best offensive line in of football. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown. Oh, they're not uh, falling I, off a cliff. I, I, their I, offense is still they're not. They're not <laughs> falling off a cliff. They're, they're, and, and, Joe, their their defense might take a legitimate step back. But their right. offense is still going to be basically and unstoppable, they're, and they're <laughs> not going to have they're not going to have all the depth that like they had, like Lindell Joseph, who's the other guy, uh, the big. Well, they signed Sue. Sue. Well, like I'm saying, they're, so Malalu they're, is, is right. Is that 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 that's all narrowing the gap, and we didn't even get on the field yet. So well, uh, the Eagles that, also have two first round picks. Yes, they I, do. I, I, I understand them, but yes, you don't do. know you don't you don't know how they're going to pan out. They're not proven. Come look, on, look, look, like I tell you what. Grave. Let's pump they're the brakes on this. Like Bradbury. Okay, not hold on, proven. hold on. Thank pump you, Joe. The Appreciate the call, Joe. Joe, I, I, I think we let's need... not tear down the Eagles. Here. Yeah, yeah. Now they, they may take a step back. Yeah, uh-huh. but before we start talking about that chasm that that exists between them and everybody else in the NFC East, uh, let's see what other moves are made. Yes. Okay. Then we could deal with that in August. But yeah, look, the Eagles are on defense. Are going to have a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And we'll see how it turns out when all is said and done. Did you want to get to these? Why? Well, yes, but we have one more caller. Okay. Hold. Can we do him first? And then yeah, we'll yeah. do our Twitter questions. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Our final call of the show is Donnie and Queens. Donnie, what's up? Hey guys. Good afternoon. Hi. What's up? Um, <clears throat> you, Paul, you read my mind on the Hopkins thing. And since John, you're playing the theoretical. Uh, he had to squeeze me, right? He had to squeeze me. Well, you want to make it easy you on yourself. Paul's the guy. Oh, I, I want to draft this guy in, in, in the second round when he's going to be like the 10th overall pick in the draft. You, I'm not letting you do no, things I that are easy. No, I don't do that. No, that's exactly what Other you do. Other teams. It's they, like in the Bob like draft, he's mocked to go 15th. And they, Paul's like, I want him at 36. They, they, know, <laughs> they know the neighborhood that my guy's going to be, and then they steal him from me. That's because what you underestimate the neighborhood. <sighs> anyway, go ahead. Would you trade the number two for Hopkins? Would you let him squeeze well, you for the second rounder? I had to do it. I had to do it. Well, Jerry, Jerry well, Jones is willing to tra- trade his second rounder for Hopkins. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Go well, ahead. John what, if, John, what if I give you my two threes? Ooh. Two threes. <laughs> I would consider that. That's a good question, Don. Yeah, That's how about that? Good, well, you didn't come with that. You came with a three and a five. At least Donnie's coming to play. I'm trying to get him cheap. Well, I... But I'm not making it easy on you. <laughs> Two threes is interesting. The one is at the end of the round because it's a comp pick. No, it's not a comp pick. It's the Chiefs pick, right? It's which a, is, correct. Which is still it's the still, end yeah, It's still deep. I'll give, you my, I'll give you my three this year and next year's three. No, can't do that. They both have to be this year. Okay. Well, then you can take my two threes this year, too. But anyway, my, my big... It's interesting. Make one of them a conditional call. two. How about that? Oh, you're yeah, giving me two threes and one can become a two if Hopkins No, no, hits, no. What I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'll do that. <sighs> then I can get a two and a three. No, no, no. That's no, a deal. No, no, no. What I'm, say, <laughs> what I'm saying is make it the third. You try to try to get him for a third and then a conditional two if he goes to make all the no, incentives. No, 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 no. You, 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 you milked me for a two, but do him a favor and make it a conditional oh, I'm two. Not, I'm not the business He's of a good doing, guy. I'm do not in the business of doing people's favors. I'm trying to make this as realistic all right, as it's going to be. Fine. Anyway, I'm sorry, Donnie. We've been hijacking your Go call. ahead. Go ahead. That, that, that's all right. I, I, honestly, I question if he fits under the tough, smart, dependable 
monster that this. Uh, I understand, and, and Joe, that and Donnie, that, that 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 is that that is a fair you, question. You know as what well. though? Did Stefan Diggs fit under all those categories because he had had some rough spots in Minnesota? Did he have a lot of rough spots? He in had Minnesota some rough spots in Minnesota. I'd have to go back. He and absolutely that. did, and yet. You know, he raised the level of the Bills to a championship contender. He made a difference. They pulled the trigger on a very pricey draft trade. Just Sometimes keep that in those mind. Things, those things tend to bend based on the talent level, too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. You, you mentioned before Tremaine Edmonds and how he would be too expensive. And I, I personally don't want them to shop at the top of the free agent market. But the Giants don't have, other than Daniel now, they don't have one player on this roster on a second contract that's going to be on, you know, under contract beyond this season. And I understand you know, we're going to be looking at contracts for Andrew, but we have him cost-controlled for two more years if we want to go that route. Dexter and McKinney are more De- immediate. Dexter's coming up. Right. But our, our books are clean, and, and there are, there's always future years with a rising cap to borrow. From. There shouldn't be a player that we shouldn't be in on because of salary. Now, if we determine we don't want to pay it, that's one thing. But there should be no financial restrictions on this team. I mean, stop me if you've heard this before, but the Cowboys just opened up $30 million of cap space by restructuring Prescott and Martin. And, and to me, the only times you have cap problems in the NFL is if you have players on your team that are making a lot of money that you don't want anymore and you're stuck with. So Well, correct. No, no, Donnie, you're right. If there's, if there was like, like a, like, like for example, if there was a superstar, like let's say a superstar wide receiver was a free agent, right? Would I say the Giants could not go after that guy because of his salary if I thought he was worth that money? No, I wouldn't. I just don't think anyone in this particular market is worth that top-of-the-market type of money. Right. Totally agree. Right. And, and obviously, Gettleman's plan, you know, after that last free agency with Dory and, and Galladay, you know, he obviously expected it to work out. and He, he probably would have extended Daniel that offseason. And, and Kenny and Dory, he would have said, well, and, and Jane, but Things went so south with those guys that it just didn't make sense to push that money into the future because you couldn't rely on the players that you were pushing out. So, And that's kind of the key, like you're saying, like don't just pay Tremaine Edmonds this big money, and then you're like, well, now I'm kind of stuck with this. So they're in a very healthy spot. They've got to be very careful, but there should be nothing that gets in their way financially for this offseason. So very excited. My to offer of two threes is still on the table. I hope you accept the option. <laughs> Thank you, Donnie. Appreciate the call. Two threes is interesting. With with the age of the Giants' key players, this is a window of probably three years, John, where they've got to make some significant moves for a two to three year window of of trying to catapult into contending ship. I don't think you can think beyond that window right now based on the kind of roster that you have. But this is the yeah, time I think where it's a two year I think it's a two year window. This is the time you gotta make those this, moves. You wanna get the end of Leonard and Adori, right? Yeah. You wanna still have Barkley at the peak of his powers. Right. And, uh, right. Jones contract. Barkley, well, McKinney, Jones is gonna be good for a while. But you know, running backs have more of a shelf life. But then you wanna get it in before you have the big salary commitments to McKinney, Dexter. Andrew. Thomas and Neil. And yeah, I mean Neil, you have four more years okay. on. Yeah, I would say two this, you could stretch it out to three, but I that's that's I would this, worry this is, about rushing it though too, because if you try to rush it, things can get bad oh, quick. I, uh, you know, I understand. I look, we always talk about this. I teams, totally understand what you're saying though. I get it. Teams keep three year plans for their cap. 
They always go three years out. All right? right, We talked about this on the show before. We talked about it at the Combine. I do think the way the Giants roster is structured, now that they were a playoff team, I do think this is a two- to three-ish year window where if you're going to be bold and you're going to make some moves to try to get to the next level, this is the time to do it. Before all their money kicks in. That's right? it. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I get it. I just be careful of uh, trying to fly too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. Yeah, to quote you, the great George Costanza. Yeah, you can't you can't go hog wild nuts. You can't do what Philly just did. Philly went hog wild nuts. They were all in for this season, and they made their pitch. The Rams did it a couple of years ago, and wow. they got the ring. Right. I mean, and 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 the Saints have been doing it for eight years, and they keep spinning wheels. So. You, you never know how it's going to work out. I would not say the Giants need to go bonkers and say, this is our year, it's a one-year window. I'm not saying that. And also easier I think for the, it's a two to three. And they also had Jalen Hurts on a rookie deal, so that made it a little easier for that. No question. Too. No question. You want to do these? All right. Uh, Rosendo Tapia says, can you guys talk about what trade value would be for Tyrod Taylor since a lot of teams need quarterbacks? I think most people think there are nine teams in the league. That, that could use a quarterback, but I don't see Tyrod Taylor I think as the, being the answer for them. I think the Giants want him here. I do too. I think they want the good backup, to be honest with you. They want a safety net in case uh, uh, Daniel Jones gets hurt. Yeah. And I think they believe in Tyrod Taylor as a guy who could help them win some games if called upon. I agree. Um, and I don't. I think trade market for Tyrod... like Probably not very high. Fourth or fifth round pick. Maybe like maybe not even that. Maybe not even that. Yeah, fourth is probably a little bit. You know, high. he's I'd been he's sixth. been injured too, yeah. and he's been and around he's the league a while. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I agree. Uh, Kyle Vert fifty three says, would McCole Hardman be a free agent target at wide receiver? He's looking at the Chiefs' connection with yeah, Kafka, and he says, is there a veteran interior offensive lineman that could be a bridge depth target if they can't bring back Gates or Feliciano? I'm not a big Hardman guy. Nor am I. You're with Patrick Mahomes, and you can't be you know dominant. I know he runs really fast. He's also, small. some injury he gets history. Hundred percent. Yep, I'm with you. I, I, I would be out on Hardman. Um, so I don't I. know. I don't know what they think about him. He's obviously very talented. He runs very fast. So maybe if they want a speed guy, he could be a guy they're targeting. I don't know, but I don't think he's been super impressive in his time in Kansas. The, yeah, City, the production has not been out of this world, and the injury history is too much for me. Veteran interior offensive lineman. Let me bring up some centers and guards here. Now, shall we? I don't know that you're going to be able to get anybody, okay, anybody at a better price for better value than Gates. Than Gates. That's Say, my point. Sayamalo is going to make a lot of money. He's not in that price category. No, ben not Powers even close. Is, Dalton Reisner is going to make money. Mm-hmm. Nate Davis is going to make money. Connor McGovern is going to make probably too much money. You no, talk, you're talking, you know. Do you want Will Hernandez back? I to me, I think they're better. They're better. Off. I think the Giants are better off for the kind of money you'd have to spend on the offensive linemen who are available. Okay, let's just strictly talk economically. You're better off bringing back the combination of Bredesen, Azudu, Gates, and and I don't know if Feliciano wants to come back and let him compete. I suppose I I would let him do it, but between Azudu and Gates and and Bredesen. I think I, I can get two of those three guys to be playable because financially, you're not going to get better value than those guys. Yeah, I wouldn't mind drafting a guard center, though. Yeah, to develop. as because, a pr- developmental. Remember, Lewinsky yeah. was only a three-year deal, so you have to start planning for that, right. too, right? Well, they so, like McKeithen a lot. 
They do. I mean, but he barely played last year, and he was so a we don't know what he is. Pick, so yeah, we don't I'm know what gonna, he is. I'm not going to bank on that. So. I would not mind drafting a, a, an interior a center in particular, like round three, four, as a developmental area. I, I yeah. would be fine with that. But I don't think value wise, you're going to get better than the three guys they already had last year. I concur. All right, what else you got? All right, the last one here I is. Got, we got two more here. Oh, I, I got one. I got one here. It says uh, he wants us to discuss. This is Joseph Hines discussing Marcus Davenport. Expected price range and fit for the Giants, uh, too expensive, just flat out. I yeah, just don't see I think it. he's going to dip towards fifteen million a year. You had another one. I don't, that's all I got. Maybe it's from somebody you blocked. Uh, Could have been. That would be very likely. I, I well, I had I had to block some people several years ago because they were throwing pitchforks at me uh, for for supporting Eli Manning. Do you mute them or do you block them? I've done both. I prefer to I, mute. I, I have muted some and I have blocked some. People, people wanted to absolutely hang me by my toes because I supported Eli Manning. Do you go back and And that's just stupid. He's uh, a Hall of Fame player, and I was not going to tolerate it. Do you eventually go back and unblock them, or is it totally I, total I have, when some people have pleaded through secondary sources, asked for an unblock, I have done it. I have done it on occasion. Not too many have done it, though. Not too many have gotten that second chance. They want to be disrespectful and unprofessional and, and take pot shots. They're gone. So you deal with trolls on Twitter like I deal with your subpar trade offers on the show. Oh, you play hardball. Guy. Wise guy. You, you got some help? You I got, got one else? Go ahead. Oh, that was funny. Well, I'm just telling the I truth. Know, that's why I think it's funny. There are a lot of people who are extremely disrespectful, uneducated, and oh, take that. bad pot shots. <laughs> and those people, they don't, get, they don't get the privilege of reading the stuff that we post. I'm sorry. Can you guys discuss, this is from Frank Buffoon. Can you? And Frank actually had a good question for Joe Shane that we read last week. Uh, can you guys discuss if you think that top priority in free agency will be concentrated on the front seven defensively? Well, I think we've already discussed the fact that the draft is not going to give you a lot of help at defensive tackle or interior linebacker. So, and frankly, why, why wouldn't it if they could get somebody? Those positions take some time too. They do. You know, they do. It's if you're a good defensive tackle in college, it's pretty predictive that you will be a good defensive tackle in the pros. But it can sometimes take two or three years to get there. Just playing, I mean, you're not used to playing against the size and strength of the offensive linemen. It's also a stamina factor, John. Stamina factor and all the techniques you have to learn and stuff like that. It's hard. It took Dexter Lawrence three years. It took Christian Wilkins time. Vita Vea wasn't great his first year in the league. No, no. None of these guys. It takes some time for those interior defensive linemen to kind of hit that peak. And linebacker, and I'll say this again, people talk about corner, sure, just because you're on an island against awesome wide receivers. Linebacker in the NFL is really hard. You got to be willing to take on blockers, stop the run, cover tight ends, cover slot receivers, play zone, play man, call out defenses. It's a really, really hard position to play. So I think expecting immediate help out of those two spots in the draft right away is probably going to be a little bit tough. Let me ask you a question. You just mentioned him. Paul uh, Lance mentioned him yesterday. I don't like that big number after the age category. Yeah, Linval Joseph. Again, and now, he, dude, I don't you, th- did you see him on the Eagles this year? Yeah. I don't look like you weighed 400 pounds. I don't I don't think that's a great solution myself, but my point is if you find out that the defensive tackle spot is too pricey because you don't think you're going to get much help in the draft. It's so thin and you can't get out of supply and demand the expensive guys who are only going to be a third member of your rotation. Yep. You're going to have to go to the Kmart aisle. Joseph's going to be in the Kmart aisle. 
would you consider him because at least he's been here before? Yeah, maybe. And he's only going to be your third defensive tackle. Let me ask you one last thing before we say I'd goodbye. still rather have Onyemata from, from the Warlings, but I don't know what he's going to cost you. Would you draft Mozzie Smith in the first round? To be in a, Initially, he'll be your third wheel, and he'll eventually replace Leonard Williams, who's into his 30s. Who's going to be into his 30s? Well, if you don't get him at 25, you're not getting him. No, I know. That's why I said. I said first-round pick. Because he's not getting to 50. No, that's for sure. I mean, he's big. He's a freak athletic, athletic guy. I feel like, you know, letting Andre Patterson get his hands on him and molding him would be a good thing for him. We've seen these athletic Michigan defensive linemen take a couple years. Like Rashawn Gary took a couple years now. He didn't do much his first two years, and then he kind of exploded. To me, he's a guy who's got a lot of movability up and down the board. Because if, if if you really love his athleticism, you'll take him earlier than 25 and he won't be there. I th- if you think don't... I think he'll get to 25. I would consider it. Okay. That's it. That's all I'd ask. Okay. He'd, he'd be in my cluster, I think. I, I would consider I think it. he's the one defense... I would consider I think it. a lot of people are talking about that Kalijah Kansi going like in the top 15 now. I gotta go... No! I, I, I have to go... I haven't watched him yet. I'm just going off the athletic stuff and what I've seen from him. I have to watch him. Um, but I'm not sure I would. I would. You, go you know, you know where this may wind up going. This may wind up going in a couple of weeks after we find out what the free agency hall is. I do. That I feel may like, change some of these answers. I, I feel like this is the Nuggets drafting Nikolai Skeetsvili like third overall because Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> ended up really being really good. It's like, well, Aaron Donald was really good. He was underside defensive tackle from Pitt. Let's draft Kalijah Kansi. Oh my God! But anyway, um, but you didn't think you get a Nikolai Skeetsvili? Uh, reference on today's show you're welcome yeah right first things first uh saquon barkley giants still talking to him that much we know because joe shane has talked about that Mm -hmm. i would think that would be the first order of business i think the giants probably have at least a couple other guys that they're trying to retain and i think that's the first order of business over the next three days before it actually gets to the talking point for free agents you got some bonus coverage today folks tune in monday at noon when free agency negotiating period begins we'll have coverage for you right here on big blue kickoff live i believe that is lance and paul if i'm not mistaken it is you you want you want to make that a 90 minute show from 12 yeah Sure, if we not? can, because um, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, I totally agree. I'll talk to the people upstairs, and maybe I can figure out a way to get a third. Maybe I can stick Lance in the corner over there or something. So I can figure that out. <laughs> he doesn't need a lot of room. I know. He actually <laughs> got bigger. I'll be closer to the camera. Uh, Does he know that Charlie Weiss totally cut him down to size at the combine? No, Charlie was nice to him at the combine. I took more shots at him. Well, than so Charlie did I. Did. Charlie kind of made faces, so I think he he was in on it. I got like three good short jokes in. I know you did. I know you did. I only got like one or two. I know. (laughs) Giant fans, take your fans to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available. And don't forget the Giants official connected TV streaming app. Giants TV brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV. TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. Have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll have some Barkley news, and we'll see you at noon on Monday on Big Blue Kickoff Live. See you then.